Over the last few years, the phrase raise your vibration has become more popular, and usually when many people start using something, the meaning gets watered down or even murky, making it unrecognizable to its original intent. So what does it mean to raise our vibration within this just philosophy? I asked Alexander this question in an attempt to clarify all of the different perspectives I have encountered recently to see if it's a term that was useful in my journey and your journey. And what I found out was that it is essentially the journey. So it seems those masses out there are on to something. Now, in an effort to assist your minds in getting to a more receptive and relaxive state, we have mixed it up this episode, placing the three minutes of stillness at the beginning. After experiencing this change, please reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram, or even email us on our website, wise-wise.com, W-I-S-E-W-H-Y-S.com, to let us know your thoughts and experience with it. Your feedback is very instrumental on guiding how we present this information to you all. Now, in an exchange of appreciation, if you feel called to do so, sharing this podcast with other thirsty spirits out there goes a long way to helping others. And don't forget about our patron page, which can be found at wise-wise.com slash patron, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, which offers behind-the-scenes and exclusive content for as low as $5 a month. Basically, it's like buying us each a half beer, coffee, or tea but we will appreciate every single drop. So now, people of our tribe, let's all raise our vibe. Let's journey. With Aaron and Alexander Uncovering our authentic self Through self-awareness, conscious communication, and emotional responsibility And now we begin with three minutes of stillness to arrive
Raising our vibration. It's something that many people <laughs> offer as advice, Alexander, to us from different walks of life even and different perspectives. I see it a lot, even in other communities that I'm in. Uh, raising our vibration seems to be said as a solution to many of our problems. So like manifestation, because it's being overused, it seems to have lost its, its really true meaning. So yeah. I wanted to bring this to uh, our audience out there and to you to offer what the just philosophies view on raising our vibration actually means. Yeah, this is a, uh, a wonderful subject and one that uh, right away I will connect directly to perseverance. And I want everyone to hold on to that, uh, to that word as we go through this. Um, because first of all, every great way shower um, that I studied back in the beginning of my studies, uh, studying metaphysical information, studying religion, spiritual paths, all religions, there was a similarity with what I call way showers or people that come with messages of change. And part of that was resistance. And whether it was Jesus or Gandhi or Yogananda or you just go on and on and on, the Dalai Lama presently, there's been adversity and perseverance that was necessary. Um, Mother Teresa, the list goes on and on and on that people talk about the good that they do, but many times they, they miss the struggle. They miss the doubt, the, the human side of these people that changed, um, changed lives. And so the one thing that they were able to do is this so-called raise their vibration, but the more important thing is they were able to maintain or hold that vibration even through the storms. So there's been a lot of people out there that have worked with manifestation or positive thinking type exercises, and it can have some value up to a certain extent. And for some people, it can work tremendously. And part of this work in the beginning stages is helping people to understand themselves um, through the birth information and the human design system and the destiny cards. And this helps to to show a, uh, a linear understanding of why a person is the way that they are or why they have certain interests or certain skills. And when we know ourselves more and we're more comfortable with ourselves, believe it or not, that's what makes us comfortable with other people being different. The more that we doubt ourselves, the more that we judge other people. And many times that is tied hand in hand. So to be able to so-called raise your vibration through emotion, like by being positive or just being happy, putting on a show, so to say, that has an equal cost through emotion. So however high you go with emotion, uh, typically you have to experience the low of that emotion. But feeling is something different, and that's when we say to raise your vibration, we want to raise the feeling inside. See, emotions are in the mind, and they have lots of variables, but feeling is possibly what I like to suggest as being in the root chakra, being all the way down at the base of that spine that, that is... Uh, centered around safety, security, financial issues. And when a person feels safe and secure and doesn't have any financial issues, they are some of the most non-judgmental people on the planet. 
because they have nothing that is threatening them. So the vibration that they put off, see, isn't something that they're thinking. It's something that they're being. And this is uh, when we've talked in the past about manifestation. This is a big uh, telltale of why that works differently for different people. And it is the ability to hold the vibration rather than just see the vibration. So you did bring up the way some people think raising your vibration works, which is by emotions. And that's something that I've seen as well. And there's, there's even a chart that has been shared throughout all social media, which shows the different emotions and the different frequencies that those emotions, I don't know whether they bring you to or just the frequency of that emotion what it is and Mm -hmm. and the chart starts kind of around like shame and goes up to like anger and there's like maybe 10 or 12 steps going all the way up and the top step like before enlightenment is like joy so Mm -hmm. so that kind of speaks to the emotions and shows the different frequencies so i didn't know what your thoughts on something like that and and whether that resonates with what you're saying yeah So, you know, once again, we can get into verbiage battles, and I'm not interested in doing that. But a word that I would like to put in place of joy there is contentment. See, every every emotion, like we said, has a high and a low side uh, of that energy. But when a person is in unconditional love, some people call it, uh, complete contentment, uh, there is no challenge. There's a certain vibration that is held there that is non-threatening. It is actually welcomed. But if that vibration shifts through emotions, then people can't trust that. So many people uh, talk about unconditional love or, or living in a high vibration. And I'm not here to say that they don't have that experience but many times what happens is it is based on the ability of whether they get knocked off by their emotions or not. And if that consistency isn't there, you really don't have a comfort. There is a worry or a concern built because you can't trust that that's always going to be there because then something happens in the person's life and they get very emotional and very reactive. This isn't a judgment on those people. It's just to see that maybe they're not holding the so-called vibration that they think they are. Maybe they are experiencing it from time to time. And once again, this isn't a judgment. Uh, But when you just experience it from time to time, then you've got to experience the opposite of that. To where truly raising your vibration, to raise it to be able to hold it, means that once you enter into this certain feeling or experience, that it's not that you have to guard it or that you have to protect it, but you do have to be willing to weather the storm to hold it. And nature shows this uh, like through trees and that, that trees are strong and rooted in the ground, but when the hurricanes come, the trees bend and they flex. And then sometimes uh, some are broken, uh, and that can show a similar weakness as we experience it in our human bodies, that if the tree is damaged or weak in a certain area, then when the storm comes, it knocks it over. And what we're going to be discussing here today is that in order to hold that vibration, 
there are five different levels of the field that needs to be in communication. And we have the physical level, the mental level, the emotional level, the energetic level, and the spiritual level. And when you're able to hold that vibration in all five of those levels, then whatever storm comes, whatever situation comes your way, you're going to be better prepared to not be knocked off of your center or not to lose that feeling or that that experience. But if you're just holding it in one area, like many people practice right now, is the mental area, trying to change what they think. And certainly thinking positive thoughts has a better effect than thinking negative thoughts. But I'm hoping to help people to see that this is still a limitation. You've got to get past the thought. That thought is where it may be initiated, but you want to uh, expand it in the energetic field. You want to actually feel it in the physical body. You want to have like a, a spiritual connection or a religious connection to see an energy higher than yourself that you're plugging into. And then you want to preserve that by managing your emotions while accepting that we are energetic beings. We are emotional beings. We, we are physical beings. We're spiritual beings. We're all these different levels. Just make love to all of them and to see that there's a quick check-in to say, am I just thinking this or do I feel this in my core? And when we're able to hold it on all five of those levels, this is an experience that sometimes people will have, like say a sound journey or a, a meditation or a retreat or something like that because they're not being bombarded in that time uh, by the physical or the all these different stages. So they're more open to having that experience. But this work is to help people learn how to hold that vibration in everyday life. And that's what we're going to continue to, to dissect. And this is going to be focused more on holding your vibration than just learning how to raise your vibration. And it sounds like this is almost the root of why we do the work, right? It is, is yeah, to, very much so. to raise our vibration, essentially, and... You know, it's been said that, you know, if you raise your vibration, you'll essentially ascend. So again, I'm going to pose the question to you. Why do we want to raise our vibration? What are the benefits and where do we go? Do we eventually take off and leave the planet? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, um, this is, now we're getting into a very deep uh, subject. I didn't, I didn't want to go do, like huge deep because yeah, yeah. we can do a whole show I, on this. But Sure, and, but I think, it's, I think it is worth touching on and seeing that, um, you know, raising that vibration is an act of practice. And this is why, you know, one of the basic outlines of this work is if it's hard or challenging for you to do, it's probably good for you because we are repetitious beings. And the more that we practice something, uh, the fact is that it does get easier. And no matter how bad we think we are at something or the lack of skills we have, if we practice it a hundred times, we will be better at it. So, when you practice this type of work in challenging situations, you exponentially grow. When you practice it when everything's good and easy, you may not be growing as much as you think that you are. But this is where the saying, you know, what doesn't kill you helps you to grow. And that perseverance is why I keep bringing that up, that it's not just enough to be able to raise your vibration because we can do that with many techniques. There's many techniques to raise your vibration. Sometimes just someone listening to a song can completely change their mood. 
But see, that's temporary because that might last three or three and a half minutes and then the song ends and then the person is still in their car on the way to their destination to deal with whatever they've got to deal with. So those little moments that feed us are very, uh, very nice and very beautiful to show what, what is possible. But it is possible to live in that vibration. But one thing that I want to, you know, welcome in is the saying of learn to make love with the friction in life. Because due to this being the plane of polarity, which is one of the pillars of this work, if you experience one thing, then you have to experience the opposite to understand those two things. This is different from that you're manifesting the so-called negative stuff, but just preparing for the storm when it comes doesn't mean that you are manifesting it. Just like if there's a hurricane coming and people go out and buy sandbags um, for their property, that doesn't mean that they are creating the storm to tear their property up. They're just preparing for if it does. And sometimes nothing happens. And if that person goes, oh, we shouldn't have wasted the time or the money on the sandbags, I I say, you may not want to say that because just your intention and your willingness to follow through with maybe a message that came to you was enough to ward off that from uh, your energy needing to come in to experience it physically. So this is why many times if you are drawn to do something, and you do it like, hypothetically, sometimes people will leave the house and then they have the memory that they might not have cut the stove off. And then they go back home, backtrack maybe an hour, and the stove is off. And then they might look at it as, I just wasted energy coming back here in time and gas and blah, blah, blah. And I like to suggest, no, please don't look at it like that. That your intention to come back may have saved that from having to be a physical lesson. So... So following your intuition, following your guidance is very, very rarely going to lead you down the wrong direction. But following your mind can keep you trapped almost um, completely. So this is why we have to separate when we are looking to so-called raise our vibration. The way that I like to suggest to start with that is to think about something that you have actually experienced, not something that you want to experience in the future, but something that you have actually experienced. And that could be a childbirth. It could be a birthday at some time. It could be someone's wedding. It could be um, a a moment uh, where a tragedy happened and there was a, a miracle healing or something. So it can come in many different ways. But once you get that uh, tap into that and see, so you don't want to just think it, but you want to remember where you were, possibly the clothes that you were wearing, who was around you. And the more details like that that you can bring into that vision, the cells of the body start to resonate. And, and when you get at that cellular level, now you're in feeling. You're not in just emoting that's stuck into the mind. And when you're in that vibration of that event that was so beautiful and it just it'll it will normally put a smile on your face and you don't even have to try to put to 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 elicit that smile it just comes naturally and then you can just hold that but once you get the feeling so you can let go of the picture because the vibration is what you're looking to maintain not the vision and i think that that's where some people can get mixed up is that they they get stuck in the vision but it's really about using the vision to elicit the vibration 
And then once you tap into the vibration, now the only obstacle is to move forward through your day, paying attention to what attempts to take that vibration away. And what that typically is, is an emotional reaction from something that someone says or that someone does in your vicinity. It may not even be towards you. But this is why choosing our battles in the outer world helps us to maintain this vibration or when we raise that vibration to be able to stand in your power is, is another way that I say it, that standing in your power is about reaching a vibration that you feel is beneficial for you and everyone else around you and then holding that vibration, preparing for situations and people to attack it. They may not be intentionally realizing that they're doing that because we pull people in to play certain roles for us. And we've talked about roles in previous podcasts. So once again, it's uh, really a priority check to go, is how I'm feeling, how I feel, my priority? And that happens to be one of my top priorities. And so people say that they don't like being around negative people or they don't like being around negative situations. And I say, well, you have the right to, to not do that. But if you get to the point to where you can be in that negative situation or that negative conversation and use it as practice to not allow it to take you away from your vibration, it can be great, great practice. And so, you know, what is doing the work? This is the big part of that is that you work to get to a certain state and then you have the information of how to hold that state. And that's exactly what we offer here with the Wise Wise uh, podcast and the Just Philosophy is a full, complete system that starts with helping you to understand who you are and why you are the way that you are through using your birth information and the human design system and destiny card system. So we show your personality. We show your your soul purpose, potentially. We show your energetic makeup, your empathic natures. And this really helps to get a firm understanding of who you are as an individual. And very few people are truly aware of that. They're trying to function in a society that dictates them to be a certain way. And then we break down that when you come into obstacles in life, here are some suggestions and some tools to use. And we have tools for just about any situation that a person could possibly think of, even physical pain that's unexplained. We can help understand the energetic and the emotional side of that. So once again, bringing this back to we are focusing on in this work the five different levels of the physical, the mental, the emotional, the energetic, and the spiritual And we want to move forward as we are healing and working on wellness, paying attention to all of these different levels simultaneously. So I'm glad that you brought up what I'm going to call the seesaw of emotions, where if when you experience something on on one end of the emotional scale, then you are going to experience the opposite end. And I'm going to bring in a sports analogy from my experience, and I I offer the chance for you to offset that with a different analogy. Uh, for people who aren't sports fans and may not be able to identify with that. But I grew up as a Red Sox fan, and through all the heartache of losing in such dramatic fashion, it created a lot of uh, anger or discontentment or just like being upset year after year. And when they finally won the World Series, it was over-the-top emotion mm-hmm. on, right. on the opposite end of the scale. And if you look, if you look at it as team... Like, um, I don't know, a team that doesn't have that 
that much uh, polarity on mm-hmm. the different emotional uh, on their history. If they won the World Series, nobody would really care. Nobody would really be that excited as much as a team that had a lot of heartache from the fans. You know, you may only love as deeply as you're willing to suffer. And people that love extremely deeply when they lose uh, that person or that pet or that animal, uh, whatever it is, uh, they normally go through more suffering than somebody that keeps more of a uh, shallow or surface level uh, level of love. And so that is, I think it's important to realize that this is connected to attachment and you can still have an earthly experience without being so attached to everything. You can, you can love something very deeply if it's true feeling love and not go through that level of loss. See, we have two different really kinds of loves that we have the opportunity to experience. Romantic love, emotional love is what I call around the, the heart center, uh, energy center. But this unconditional love that many teachers have been talking about for millenniums is in that root chakra that I want to suggest. And this is back down to feeling. And there is a difference, once again, between feeling and emotions, as well as there's sensing, there's intuition. There's many different levels, and we've had a podcast in the past that breaks these five different uh, levels of sensing, intuition, and feeling, and emotions, and uh, breaking that down. And that would be useful to, to review because the way we use our language and choose our words is charging our energetic field. And it's, it's either repelling people around us or it's drawing them in closer to our message. We use the phrase all the time of you made me feel this way or that movie made me feel this way. And I want to give everybody the right to have that experience, but I would like to suggest the change of language of you made me emote this. Uh, the movie made me emote this because feeling could be seen as sacred, like love um, has been in the past. And so to separate the experience of all these different things, the sensing, the intuition, the feeling, the emotions, and almost consider making feeling, uh, you know, a little bit of a sacred word. And then when you're using that feeling, that there's not a cost connected with that. Because once again, unconditional love or complete contentment is what I'm defining that feeling as. And when you're content, you don't have any wants. You don't even have any needs. You are, you are content in the acceptance of exactly the way that everything is. And a person that can hold that vibration doesn't create enemies, doesn't create uh, situations that doesn't mean that they're never involved with awkward situations. It just means that normally they're practiced to help that situation. And sometimes they don't have to even do anything. It's just in their being that they are radiating out this this frequency. And the frequencies around the space or the people will either shift and change or it will push that energy or those people away. So this is why just holding your vibration is so powerful Uh, We don't have to be forceful with energy to make things happen. And there's been great teachers such as Gandhi and many others that have shown this and exemplified this, that most people don't understand that, you know, somebody such as Gandhi that was part of freeing a whole nation of India from slavery, you know, worked on holding this vibration for 50 years, but he would never show any aggression, no anger. Um, his, His choice was fasting and uh, gathering people together to once again hold the vibration. 
And it, this is connected to physics, people, that a weaker vibration can be manipulated and changed by a stronger vibration given enough time. This is mathematics and physics. But the important part of that is holding the vibration. So when people get excited about a cause and they want to go for like a weekend retreat or a weekend sit-in or something like that, uh, maybe hundreds of thousands of people will flock to a spot to make a statement. But then three days later, most people go back to the regular lives. And we want to understand that we were designed to have a seven-year life cycle. Every seven years, every cell in the body completely regenerates. So I just suggest to people that if you really want to affect change, then go at it at a pace that you can hold for at least seven years. And what many people do is they start off at a pace that is beyond where they're really at, and they burn out very, very quickly. So patience is a big key here, and perseverance is a key word. So one thing from my experience on my journey to here, and I've been around these types of people as well, is I thought at one point that I could think my way or gain knowledge and then reach a higher vibration or reach, in like, quote, enlightenment. So I want to say this because I don't want people out there listening to this podcast who think that just hearing this stuff, they're going to be able to raise their vibration. It really takes practice in yes, doing this. application. Yes, and, and hopefully that's what all of these different uh, techniques that we've designed and that we talk about you know, week after week in the, in the podcast is to assist all of this. Um, some of it is mental. Some of it is emotional. Some of it is energetic. Uh, some of it is spiritual. And some of it is, is physical because we can, we can, when we get out of balance in uh, those other four areas, we feel it physically in the body. And I've experienced that for over five years. I experienced excruciating pain after going through a major trauma in my life, and there was nothing that could fix it. I tried everything, <laughs> but the point is, is that some things aren't here to be fixed. They're here to be accepted. And when I accepted my pain and I started loving it and working with it, and I know that to some people out there that can sound a little airy-fairy, but understand that when you have a screaming child coming to you, the the parent or the adult that can make that child feel received and recognized is going to help that child first. It's not a matter of fixing it first. It's relatability. And, and when the child feels that they're with somebody that can relate to what they're experiencing, start uh, the healing process much quicker rather than the emotional reaction. But if that screaming child comes to an adult that has an emotional reaction to that screaming child, then you're just feeding the fire, so to say. So it is important that, you know, remembering that changing and shifting your vibration can start with a thought. And so I don't want to discredit that too much. But go through all five levels of these, this your fields and see if that you are hold, able to hold the vibration in each five of those levels. That's what's imperative uh, from, from my perception. And uh, there are many people practicing in just one or two areas. And so this is hopefully what we're here to help change is to see that this is a unit of these um, five or six different levels of the field. The other level I do want to mention is the chemical level. It is connected to the physical body, but it is kind of like a, a level on its own. And so I do want to add that, that we have the physical, the chemical, 
the energetic, the emotional, the spiritual, and the mental all together. And and focusing on asking yourself the question, am I able to hold this vibration of love here physically? Am I able to hold it spiritually? Am I able to hold it energetically? Am I able to hold it mentally? Am I able to hold it emotionally? And normally holding it emotionally just means that you don't allow other emotions to tear that down. So I did want to bring up something relating to your relatability and the screaming baby. I had a recent experience where I found like some uh, particles in my cat's food and and then I had another another different company's food where it was a totally different food than what the label says. So two different companies. And when I contacted those companies, one company just gave me the standard like non-personal response, but gave me a free case of food. Right. But another company actually like I got to talk to like one of the managers or one of the CEOs of the company and he was very personable and kind of talked with me back and forth about what's in the food and and things that I like and made it a whole lot more relatable. And in that instance, I felt way more comfortable and way more confident and way more of a of a fan of this one cat food sure. because I got to be, you know, he made me feel like a human. Right, right. And I think that's what our culture has lost is that that uh, relatability, that that personal touch. And that's what people are thirsting for. And the more authentic that we can understand ourselves and our depths, our weaknesses, and accept all of that uh, helps with that judgment. Like I said, the more comfortable a person is within their own skin, the less judgmental that it seems that they are externally. Okay, so in closing, what are some ways that we can raise our vibration, just to summarize? I think, you know, meditation or stillness is um, highly effective. Music, dance even possibly. For some people, it can be many different things, maybe even reading. Uh, I don't want to put a cap on it by any means, but but find what like really makes you just juice or feel alive. And for me, it is stillness and just like I can get it through music as well, uh, being a musician. And I can get it in multiple ways, but the my favorite and quickest way is just what I call go into my void and it's no input, no output and tap into that vibration that I know is always there. And, and that's the thing is that all the love we could ever want is always there. We just have to tap into it. Just the majority of us put wants around love and you don't, you don't have to uh, want anything to experience so-called unconditional love or complete contentment. And um, so managing these emotions is just a big part of this whole process of being able to be well on all five of those levels. And once again, we're not talking about us suppressing emotions. We're not talking about being detached from emotions, but learning to process them so that they don't hang around and create unexplained pains, create more emotions because emotion feeds off of emotions and, you know, hurt people hurt people. So the more that we're able to manage these emotions and make love with them, uh, they're part of us. Uh, They don't have to be seen as negative, but, uh, you know, releasing them at the right time, the right place in the right situation is is part of that management. Uh, So let's keep growing together, people.
We appreciate your interest in self-growth, conscious communication, and continuing to ask the wise wise. And remember, gradual changes over long periods of time equals lasting results. The Just Philosophy, as discussed in this podcast, has been developed by Alexander over the last 22 years in his private practice, professional environment, and private studies. The information discussed is intended for educational purposes only. It is not meant as a replacement for conventional medicine. Just remember, knowledge plus experience equals wisdom. Seek the wise. As we continue sharing this information, there are also multiple ways to share and support this work. Gain access to our exclusive content, behind-the-scenes footage, and other products that assist you on your self-awareness journey by joining our patron team in exchange for a monetary donation by visiting wise-wise.com slash patron. That is wise-whys.com slash p-a-t-r-e-o-n. Another way of support is by sharing this podcast with receptive individuals or even leaving a review on popular platforms such as iTunes or Facebook helps us introduce this work to others through the listener's words. We are also on most major social networks, so follow us along there or even join our Facebook group community. Continue your journey by visiting Alexander's website where you are able to book private consultations in person, by phone, or even Skype. Know thyself better with human design and destiny card reports and readings as mentioned in this podcast. View a calendar of his live performances and class schedule. Peruse his other products such as shirts, CDs, and the revolutionary VibroTune sound vibrational therapy tables that assist with subtle energy alignments. So grab that keyboard and go to thejustphilosophy.com for those goodies. That's T-H-E-J-U-S-T P-H-I-L-O-S-O-P-H-Y dot com. And if you love the touch of a soft shirt with a message that will warm your heart in resonation, then check out my company, Verity's Apparel, where I am a one-man band doing it all from design to physically printing the garment and sealing it all with a conscious touch. Just go to veritiesapparel.com, V-E-R-I-T-E-E-S-A-P-P-A-R-E-L.com. Thank you all for being a part of this journey with us.